Welcome to Top Real Estate Secrets. I'm your host, Liz Boyce. I'm on a mission to show homeowners how to successfully sell their home on their own. I'm gonna give you the knowledge, the tools, and resources to save your family thousands of dollars. There's a new wave of tech real estate coming and it's gonna change everything. Now, if you get any value from my podcast, please like, share, and leave a comment. I wanna help as many people as I can, but I can't do that without your help. Thank you for your time and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Top Real Estate Secrets. My name is Liz Boyce, and this is my partner, Adriana. Today, we're going to talk about the 10 steps on how to sell your home and what to do. In here in Florida, the seller actually pays the commission. When you buy, it's free to buy, but because the seller is going to pay the commission. So listing your home with a program that is actually going to save you a ton of money, you're still going to want to pay the buyer's agent, which typically here in Florida, it's 3%. It's, I'm watching it go down to 2.5%. And in some counties, like in Tampa, it's Two. actually 2%, right? So you can set your commission structure, but these are just the 10 steps that we're going to go over today. Part of selling your home is making sure that you have a right team full of people. The first and foremost step that you're absolutely going to do, it's where are you going? What are you doing? You have to have have this plan in place because the market that we were in in 2021, 2022, we would put a property on the market and we had multiple offers within 24 hours. And sometimes people, they just didn't know where they were going to go, what they're going to do. You can do a lease yeah. back, but it's not really the best thing to not actually do. Not the best do. option unless it's you know, you have to go with right, that option. Yeah. But in multiple offers, people were giving leasebacks for free. So yeah. it wasn't that hard. It's just that when you, you have to a, have a plan in mind. Yes. Yeah. And if you do a leaseback, you always run the risk of having to evict someone. But if you're working with a good agent, they're going to make sure that you're, you have a great post occupancy to make sure that that doesn't happen. So the second step is you want to make sure to clean the inside of your home and the outside of your home. For the inside of the home, just make sure to declutter everything in your house. So for example, if you have uh, boxes laying around because you know you're going to move because you want to sell, please put them in a uh, specific part of your house, like in a garage. Uh, Don't leave a mess. So if someone's coming into your home to look at it, you want to make it look presentable. You also want to make sure your home smells good. Mm. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you have candles, light your candles, make sure to have plugins in every area of the home. It just makes it feel good and smell good. And it, it'll make someone that wants to buy your house want to live in there. So that's very important. Declutter make and as, make it smell good. Yeah, as big as possible. I actually had to have a client move a dresser out of a ho- uh, out of the master bedroom because it was clogging it up. And they just couldn't visualize themselves and see the true size of the room. So I think that's a big one. Yeah, less is more. So. Yeah. Uh, step three, which is the biggest one that there is on this entire list, you have four points to home. You have your roof, you have your electrical, you have your plumbing, and you have your HVAC. When I list a home, I have all these contractors. They come out, they either take a look at it. The electrical and the plumbing are kind of hard to know. I know what to look for personally, but you can always jump on YouTube and see what the pipes that you're not supposed to have on have in your home. Uh, But for the HVAC, it's a very big thing. Every homeowner or buyer that walks through the home, they're actually going to look at your HVAC system. I have my guy for $250. He comes in, he paints it, he does the servicing. He makes sure that there's no mold and puts a brand new filter in there. And we pass inspection with flying colors. The roof, you're going to know about the roof. If there is a leak 
you have to fix that leak before any season. And another big thing that I see that is very unfortunate that just a lot of people don't know, do not paint the ceiling. Mm, do I've not paint so a times. small part of it because we are going to find it. We're going to look at it. it we know. Obvious. And that, that's a red flag for us. And we're automatically going to take a look at it. One of the other things that I do for a roof is you take your cell phone flashlight and you're going to walk around each corner of the house and you're going to see just a little yellow of tint. And that is going to be a, a small leak. Yeah. And that's just band-aiding it anyways. Yeah. You don't want to just band-aid your, band-aid your problems because then when someone is interested in buying and putting in an offer, it's just going to come up in an inspection and it's going to end up causing an issue and it could have them walk away from the contract. The roof inspector is going to take either, he has two devices, but I like the two prong one. He's going to actually stab it in the drywall and it's going to tell you if there's any moisture in it or there isn't. So okay. you can buy these online and do it yourself as well. Amazon. Let you know. Right. And we can point in that direction as well too. So the next step we're going to talk about is finding comps that are exactly like your home. So mm. uh, this is definitely something that a real estate agent would help you with just because we do this every day. Uh, so finding a comp, what that is, is a comparable to the size of your home. So for example, if you have a four bedroom, two bath with a pool, you can actually look it up on Redfin and even Zillow. And you can look at the recently sold properties and you want to take it back to 90 days. Um, you want to also make sure it's the same kind of square footage as your property. So for example, if you have a 1400 square foot home and you have a 2000 square foot home, that's a four two with a pool, they're not, that's not a comparable pop property. So it has to be similar to your house. Yeah. I think, uh, when I explain this to sellers, it's basically like you're going to buy a car. Are you going to buy a loaded car or are you going to buy a basic car and which ones are comparable to it? I see a lot of times if you have a 1500 square foot home, they come to me and say, well, this one sold for 1500 square feet. And I'm like, well, that whole kitchen was redone and it's granite. Then you have the bathrooms, True. master bathrooms. They're all upgraded. Yours are not. I That's not Original. comparable. Yeah, that's a basic car for me. And so then I just have to take the price off. Yeah. So that. if you have any questions on finding a comp, uh, we will be more than happy to help you with that as well, too. Yeah. And just we jump can on our website, toprealestatesecrets.com or check the show notes and uh, jump in there and leave a comment. And we'll, yeah, you we'll can respond. leave a comment and we'll respond. And all we need is your address and then we can send you a comp as soon as possible. The next step is going to be pictures. This is huge. I will say it again. I'm always going to say it. Pictures are the richest thing out there. If you do not provide nice pictures, you're not going to get the best price for your home. In fact, people look at pictures first and then they decide, am I going to see that home? I do pictures. They, I pay a lot of money for my pictures because I know that if my home is not in the best shape that it is, I will get the best pictures and I will get more buyers in there from my pictures than by not getting it in there. So I know that everyone wants to save money. We have websites out there that you can take your pictures if you do use it with a camera, which I do not suggest doing. Absolutely, please. Uh, hire a <laughs> photographer in our program or our YouTube channel. We also are going to teach you how to find the best photographers in the area. Please. It's worth 250 or 250, 350, yeah, depending, depending on, on, the on the size price. of your house too. Yeah. So. It's worth the money because you're going to get the money back in the long run. Please. Absolutely. Well, I 100% agree with please. that. Step number six, we're, we're going to talk about listing your home in the right place to get the maximum exposure. So there are websites that you can go to like for sale by owner.com, zillow.com, 
redfin.com, trulio.com. You can also use Facebook Marketplace to post on, uh, as you know, you could post on Marketplace and you can also post in groups. So for example, if you have a town, uh, if you're in Orlando, Florida, you, you could add yourself in these groups and they're garage sale groups or yard sale groups. And sometimes there's about 40 to 60,000 members in the group. Um, this is a powerful tool. You could literally use this for anything you're selling, even if you're trying to get rid of furniture because you plan on moving and selling your home. So what you're doing is you post it in there and you get maximum exposure uh, with everyone in the area. So they're, they can also share it with their friends and family if they know someone that is wanting to move to that area. Getting the maximum ex- exposure for your home is going to bring you the most buyers and which will equate to your house getting sold. And then the number one way of getting your property sold is getting into the MLS, which that is what our program will be able to assist you with as well. Right. The MLS is just going to actually syndicate to all these websites. We pay extra to make sure that we're in the international MLS and also like random websites like militaryhomes.com, regularhomes.com. So there's a lot of options out there, but the MLS is always going to be the strongest. It's just how you get in there. So the MLS is going to be your most powerful tool, which uh, check the show notes. We have the website on there and we'll go from there. And also just to be clear, uh, going with our program, you will be able to get into the MLS and all of the other websites that I listed uh, prior. You don't have to individually list your property on all of those websites. We would be able to do that for you right away. It is time saving as well. All right. So the next one up is going to be starting to show your home. So you've done all the steps from one to six. Now you're going to hit the home again, hit the market. Now, the way that we list homes is we slightly overprice your home. No one's going to be upset with that. Now, if you're overpricing at $50,000, that's un- don't do it because you're not going to pass appraisal. But one of the things that we do, we do it about ten dollars to $15,000 more than you should actually sell your home for. And the only reason why we do that is because a good agent is going to come in and say, where are you finding those comps? Where, why are you justifying that price? Then we can have a conversation and it's not too far away from the list price that we can't get you a contract. Also, a cash buyer might come in and say, hey, Let's go ahead and make an offer on this property we've been trying to get in this neighborhood. Then you won't have appraisal and we can go ahead and get you more money. Now, let's say for the first two weeks, you have a ton of people walking through your home, but you didn't receive any offers. You're also going to send feedback to them and say, hey, what did you think about the home? Do you have any questions about it? what's going on. So you're going to find out if there are any problems. But in those first weeks, if you don't receive an offer, it's because your home is overpriced. It's very important that you drop your home price at least $5,000. Do not drop your home $100. It's not... That's not going to... It's irrelevant. It is because other people on the other side, they're looking at it going, wow, they're just really trying to get the most... Or they're they're greedy at at this point. Yeah. It's not even a strategic plan. So you're going to sit on the market or go ahead and hit the market, make sure everything is fixed, ready. And then the first two weeks are always going to tell you what's going on. Yeah, it'll give you a, a like a, a more in-depth uh, vision of what's going on with the property. So another a great thing that I want to touch on, Liz, is uh, we actually did this with one of our listings where we had it at $399 and we did a price drop at $395. So it ended up uh, getting a lot of buyers that weren't even eligible to be financed for the 399 price. 
So now what will happen is every single buyer that is qualified for that lower amount, they're going to get an email saying, hey, guess what? There's a new property available. So now you're reaching other buyers that may be able to qualify. So that's another powerful tool of slightly overpricing it and then just doing a little tiny bit of a drop and then just getting your property in front of more potential buyers. It's, it's very important to do this drop. And the reason why is because when you first hit the market, everyone that's sitting on the market, are good. they're going to get an email notification from the MLS system. Also, Zillow and Realtor.com, if they've been looking in that area, they all have powerful CRMs. And when you do your price drop, they're gonna it's going to hit your their email another time. But don't hit your price drop with like minus $100. Yeah. Hit it with something that's substantial that shows that you're a serious buyer. At least, yeah. So step number eight is accepting the contract. This one is going to be a little bit of a legal thing as well, too, because you want to make sure that you're accepting a legally approved contract. Yes. Uh, And there's a few things that we will go over and go more in depth into the course where, you know, we can make sure that everything is where you want it to be. Uh, Because there are some things in there that, like, for example, if you're accepting an offer that is, um, or that you can assign, you want to make sure that it says that you cannot assign the property. Yeah. We don't work with assignable contractor or contracts Contracts, for regular real estate, but with our investors, we actually will assign a contract, but because you're in traditional real estate, that's what we're going over. You want to make sure that it's not an assignable contract because basically all that they're doing is they're buying the home from you. They're going to turn around and assign it to someone else and make that spread where you can actually make that spread if you do it correctly. I, I would only advise on accepting an assignable contract if your property is in a very bad condition, very bad state, and you literally just want get, to get it sold with a cash offer. Yeah. That's the only way that Let's I would Let's take them on. through a uh, contract to close. So okay, great. you accepted a contract. What would you do? Okay. Like- so once you accept a contract, uh, you, they're usually, they're going to have a deposit amount on there. It's usually about 2% of the purchase price. For luxury. For luxury. Yeah, for 1% purchase price for regular and traditional. And luxury would be 700000 and At up, least, right? yeah. And it's not mandatory. So a lot of agents, you're going to look at that and see how much the escrow is dropped in there. If it's 5%, that means they're really serious. serious. Because that escrow money is going to become vulnerable when a lender doesn't get you a letter Um, a commitment letter within 30 days of the contract. So the way it works is you go from contract to close, you have the escrow, you have the inspection period, appraisal, and then the lender. So we'll go kind of through each part. Uh, Next up is inspection. Yeah. So then your inspection, you have to make sure that there's an inspection um, number amount on the bottom of the contract. I think in Florida, it's on the bottom. It's about a page down from uh, the final. So usually an average inspection time in Florida, seven days. If it's left blank, that automatically will uh, default it to 15 days of an inspection. And you do not want a 15-day inspection because you're going to close on 30 days. Now, in 15 days, you're actually going to eat up half your time. And in Florida, the contract is written for the buyer. So if they decide, hey, I don't like this color of this home anymore, or another home hit the market that they like even better, they'll walk back up to you and say, hey, I don't want to buy your home anymore. But if a smaller inspection period, which is seven days, you can go ahead, go through the inspection period, negotiate it, and then move forward to the next uh, process of the contract, which is going to be the appraisal. Yes. And uh, just keep in mind too. So for example, let's say you lock yourself up in a contract. The buyer is paying $5,000 in escrow. They send it over to the title company. 
and that's done. And right at the four, let's say it's a 14 day inspection, right at the 14 day, they decide they want to cancel. They have all rights to cancel. And that $5,000 goes right back to the buyer. Nothing you can do about yes. it. A lot of people are like, well, I want that money. And you can't. can't. It's only during the inspection period. When that money becomes vulnerable is going to be that 30-day commitment. If the lender does not keep you updated and informed and you start going past those 30 days, your seller is able to come in and negotiate. I've stolen people's, uh, I wouldn't even say stolen, but I fought for people's escrow money because they deserved it. I had a buyer come in. I do in. remember that. They had a buyer come in and they just kept pushing it back and pushing it back. And I knew she was lying to me. And I said, what is going on? Why are you doing this? And actually the lender didn't keep me updated. And then she finally came, the truth came out. This was a second investment property for the buyer. They named it as a primary. It went through underwriting and they didn't have the in the underwriting, they didn't have the lease money or security deposit to show. And so it kept getting pushed back. And so I was able to get all of the escrow money for my seller. You have 15 days when it goes into escrow dispute, you have 15 days to decide, like go back and forth and negotiate it. Are you going to split it 50-50 or are you going to try to get it 100% for your, depending on the amount, I typically split it 50-50, get them something because once you go into court, lawyers it's just and, too much, it's too and expensive. the fees, Nobody they're going to eat up that. that. They're, they're going to eat up that cost. So no one really wins here. The last step is going to be closing. You've done it all. We've went through all the steps. You've passed appraisal, the lender on the other side. You constantly just keep in contact with that lender. They're going to let you know, hey, this, you know, there's things called conditions. These are the conditions. This is what they are. Once you go ahead and get to the loan commitment part of it, you just close the property, move on to the next. And the title company will handle all of the disbursements of funds and and everything else. Thank you all for listening at Top Real Estate Secrets. We hope that you learn a lot from contract to close. It's a 10 steps. If you follow these 10 steps, it's going to save you a ton of money. Remember, buying is always free. We can help you here. If you have any questions, go to the show notes, go to the comments, leave it, and we'll respond to you right away. Thank you. Have a great day. We hope that we inspired you to listen to our podcast. We're going to go over things like communication with buyers, what contracts are out there that you can actually accept, how to hit the market correctly with getting you the best exposure with the most money, and most importantly, how to save commission without using an agent. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.